one of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. The show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you found your show. Hey, bus driver. Exploring the entire school transportation universe. Talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson. All right, welcome back to the show. Another episode of Hey Bus Driver podcast. Uh, today we have a couple friends that uh, work with me here at uh, my local district, and Chad is joining us back. So today we're going to talk about PBIS on the bus, which is Positive Behavior Intervention Supports, and probably not a lot of people know about this, but maybe they do. So we're not necessarily going to talk about the PBIS itself, but we're going to talk about, hopefully, if you know it, how to successfully roll it out to your department and what that um, kind of looks like and and maybe some just share some challenges that uh, we faced here um, but also share and celebrate some successes so to introduce Sharon Weinheimer and Jenna Cataletta welcome ladies um, thank you for being here on a Friday afternoon I know you're getting ready to probably head off into a weekend full of summer and let's celebrate Summertime. We just closed up our school year on Tuesday, so it seems like so so long ago. How are you guys doing? Hi, I'm Sharon Weinheimer. I'm the Academic Intervention Coordinator for the Kyrene School District and excited to be here. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Cataletta. I am a coordinator with Exceptional Student Services here with Kyrene. Um, and in Exceptional Student Services, we support students with uh, disabilities and students that may need a little bit more support, uh, be it with academics or behavior or social emotional learning. Thank you, ladies, for being here. And Chad, how you doing? How's Hi, I'm Chad Brinkley. I come on here and say stupid stuff occasionally. Glad to be back. I thought PBIS, I thought this had something to do with peanut butter. Or I wouldn't have accepted this. I didn't know... I'll listen and learn what this is. Well, you're at home. I'm sure you could go raid your pantry and probably find a a jar, right? I was kind of excited. I thought I was going to learn something new about peanut butter. Well, Now we know Chad's incentives. What what motivates Chad? He's a big boy like me. He likes food. Peanut butter is... And his kid has his own beef jerky company, so he makes his own beef jerky and just moved to Arizona. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Impressive. Right. Yeah. It's delicious, too. Yeah. It is good stuff. Anyways, so getting into kind of the the meat and potatoes of the show. Um, again, like I said, we're talking about PBIS on the bus. This is a positive behavior program that is really designed to connect drivers and staff on the bus with students and make meaningful relationships. And so there's a ton of information out there. Google, you could Google it if you're interested, don't really know much about it. Maybe we'll circle back to have a pre-episode of an ex- more in-depth explanation of where it came from and what it looks like. But today we really want to just talk about implementation of this program. And when I got here um, seven, I'm going to have my eight school years, so seven years ago, we did not have something like this yet. All of 25 schools had a 
PBIS program already implemented and pretty successful in their campus. We we're just not doing it on school bus. So we started focusing on, you know, our referrals, bad behavior, and just you, you could tell the frustration from drivers of, I can't get my kids to sit in a seat. I can't get them to um, put their seatbelts on. I can't get them to listen to me, right? And so where I came from, we had, we had just started implementing it at the previous district that I worked with, and I knew that it was going to be successful and was already successful here in our campuses, so we wanted to do something like this on the bus. And this is where Sharon and Jenna and the rest of the PBS team here at the district office were really able to come in and help us with that. So um, you, you ladies want to kind of talk a, a little bit about just like the initial planning phases of where we, you know, kind of where we started, what was the target and, um, you know, why did we want to do this? Yeah. So I think, I, I mean, I can speak briefly to a little bit generally about positive behavioral interventions and supports. And um, like Jason had mentioned, it's in all of our schools at has been in all of our schools for um, quite some time now. It is the most research-based and evidence-based program there is to support students with behavior directly at the school. And um, broadly speaking, PBIS is all about setting expectations so students understand when they come to school, this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. Um, this is how I walk in the hallway. This is how, um, these are some of the behavioral expectations in the cafeteria. This is what it should look like um, to be a student in the classroom. And here's how I would, um, you know, here's what's expected of me outside. So those are setting expectations. And usually schools set expectations um, written in a positive way. So students know exactly what to do. When I'm in the hallway, I walk facing forward. You know, my voice is at a low volume. Um, and then we teach expectations. So in school, we focus so much on teaching academics. It's also important to understand that behavior is a learned skill as well. And, um, you know, students come to us at a very young, young age. Their brains are very mature. And part of that development of um, developing cognitively is not just the academics, but the behavior as well. Um, so we teach the expectations that we set for students, and then we reinforce it. And we reinforce it just by recognizing, hey, I noticed that you were demonstrating responsibility when you got your schoolwork out right away. Awesome job with that. So thinking about PBIS in school, we thought, well, how can we make sure that's, um, that's transferred on the bus? Because we know with um, students going on the bus, the bus driver is the first person that they see directly from the school. And they're the last person that we see. So really, those systems that we know work through research and evidence, um, it should follow the student. It should be what they get at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. So really, we started with just talking about our why and our purpose. Um, and it was a, about a year of planning and multi multiple departments coming together. So members of our PBIS district team, we had... Uh, transport people on our transportation team, including Jason, as well as communications and marketing. And we focused on um, really those um, tier one practices. And when I say tier one, that means something that everybody should be doing, very foundational practices of PBIS, those, those setting, teaching, and reinforcing of expectations. So we talked about, you know, 
what were the what would that system look like? One, what would the expectations be? Um, how could we create it in a way that would be fun, meaningful, engaging, and easy to understand for both students and drivers? How can we make those expectations visible? How can we teach those expectations on the bus? And then how can we reinforce those expectations? So that was part of our planning. We also thought about how do we market this? How do we get this information out to all of our schools, our principals, our parents? How do we teach students about this new information? And then, um, you know, once we start our rollout, once we start our training and our direct implementation, how are we collecting data to know that um, this program is successful in the bus, just like it is in our schools? Sure. And I think that was where we really, we didn't have any of this, right? We didn't have, we had a set of rules, but most of them are like, don't, don't, don't listen to loud music or don't stand up. You know, it's a lot of negative um information that was being you know just what rules are what kids think rules are it's not an expectation and so that's where the matrix comes in we created um you know uh the bus bus be responsible use respect stay safe and there's a handful of um rules that kind of or expectations i should say that fall within each one of those categories um that all follow some type of positive reinforcement like keep your hands feet and property yourself it's not saying don't touch other people um use electronics at a low volume level with with headphones or at a low volume or with headphones so that way it's not don't listen to loud music right we're taking all of that out and there was a it, i'll admit in our first year and even now a couple of years later there's a lot of struggle still to not use that negative don't do that or you shouldn't be doing this or whatever and trying to reinforce it in a different manner right it's a a kind of a definitely a a, a culture change for people i needed that when i went to school i was a terrible student i was a little jerk see i believe that too <laughs> so i'm not lying chad do you have a positive memory of being on the bus i didn't have to ride a bus i lived in a little town it was like a mile by mile so if we didn't get a ride we just walked to school did you go on field yeah. trips? Yeah, I mean, yeah, football games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Were you a back of the yeah. bus kid, Jen? You what? Were you a back of the bus kid? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I was like the biggest guy on the team, so I get to choose my seat. There's always the back. Oh, so that's a great positive reward to be able to choose your seat and sit in the back of the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Which is definitely some rewards that we're trying to, you know, so students get some type of positive ticket uh, or or something that acknowledges that they were doing the correct expectation or demonstrating the correct expectation on the bus. I think for most that have this or some type of this program in their school transportation or in the school, they've come up with clever tickets or like a peel off or a scratcher or something like that that... So like a, a lottery, student, you give lottery not a kids? lottery. No, they're not going to. Sounds know, like a lottery. Jason. But they can go to a store and redeem it. So think of like Chuck E. That's Cheese. A lottery. Right? Jason. Think about like Chuck E. Cheese. Illegal. You win. You win tickets, and you get to go to a store and redeem those. Right. We're not giving away money. I, I, I don't condone that behavior with children. But go ahead. So we well, had to, you know, one thing I think is important to say about the tickets, though, that is a common misconception. And, and we even got a little bit with the training with our drivers is, you know, the ticket is just a, a piece of paper. It's really what you, what you say before the ticket. 
So it's about that meaningful interaction with the student where you recognize an observed behavior, a behavior you saw them coming on the bus safely walking, right? That was showing safety. You're connecting it to your expectation. And then you're doing it in a, in a hopefully in a way that feels meaningful um, and engaging with them. Right. So you're really working right. on building and sustaining those positive relationships with students. So, so students feel a sense of safety, not just about the driving. She presents it much better than you did, Jason. And that's why I Thank invited you. them on the show because they can, you know, make it sound the way that it needs to be. You made um, it sound like bribery. No, it's, what it really well, was. you can, you can use that and say that there is that common, I mean, it's a, maybe a common misconception, maybe a not so good practice for drivers that don't want to do this, that maybe want to be incentivized themselves and say, Hey, I want to participate, but I'm not going to make the connection. So I'm just going to give a stack of students or a stack of cards to my students behind me and say, put your name here, put your name on this and go turn them in. And then it looks like I'm giving out the ticket without making that connection saying, Hey, Chad, thank you for being responsible by sitting in your seat or thank you, Chad, for, you know, coming on the bus and using respect by listening, putting your earbuds in and listening to your music quietly, right? Those types of things you have to really make the connection with the name. And Jenna talked about this in our training, like that your name is, is what connects the human to the world, right? If I had to say, hey, you, or hey, kid with the RWC hat, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you're not making that connection. You're making a, a generalized connection, but I'm not talking to you and asking you how your day was or whatnot. And, and then as you build those relationships on the bus, you have now somebody who's willing to do something that you're, you know, you've made that connection. You made them feel like a person and a human and a, a caring like you're caring for them, you can now get their expectations probably more in check than just kids running rampant on the bus, right? And we all, we've all we all seen those buses that are just completely out of control. So this is what reinforces the expectations of those of those level one type behaviors, right? Sitting on your bus, putting, putting your seatbelt on, keep your hands to yourself. All of those things that are probably should be no-brainers, right? I mean, we're talking about safety, um, but kids just, you know, kids are kids. So, especially in the afternoons, they're wound up and been in school all day, seven hours, and want to go home and play with their friends, right? So, um, we rolled this out to 120 staff members. So, um, maybe Sharon can talk a little bit about just like what that was like in kind of our first go around, right? Um, people that maybe not necessarily in tune with what transportation training might look like or normal professional development. Um, what kind of an eye opener was that for you to bring that many people together to teach this? Sure, Jason. So um, at first we really knew that we needed to explain the why behind why we wanted to provide this training and what PBIS stands for. And we had 120 staff members, uh, as I'm sure everybody can relate, uh, transportation can be hard to keep staff members. There is a high turnaround. So uh, making sure that we ensured the training was ongoing and continued uh, throughout the years. So we really modeled how to appropriately give the BUS bus tickets, just like Jason said, so that we're not just handing them all out like in a big stack. 
making sure that they're being uh, provided their name and told what expectation and what piece they met to receive the ticket. We also modified our uh, bus ticket so that it had a perforated edge so that also the bus drivers could receive incentives for um, getting their tickets. But I will say too, when you, or if you do go this route to provide training to staff, make sure that you set those norms and let everybody know what it is uh, that you're providing the training for and how you expect everyone to uh, be in the presentation. Because we did get a, put the mic down. Uh, and I was- We got some high in the back. That's all right. We handled it in real time. We got sure. it. Was that you telling us? It could have been Chad. It could have been Chad in the back. It probably was Chad in spirit. Positive reinforcement for yeah. sure. We had we had to keep the. It was kind of like a town hall mixed with like oh, a comedy show. A lot of sidebar comments. They all think that they yeah. you know have something smart to say, and I think that was one of the things like you know that we heard right. Why are these people up here teaching us this? Have they ever been on a school bus? Mm-hmm. Do they know what we encounter? All of those things that we hear, but at the same time, I think what this when i say this industry i mean transportation industry lacks is the connection to the classroom and the school right there's not um you know you all went to school for education and to to how to learn and and teach students and and understand young minds we we train people in two weeks basically to get their cdl throw them the keys and pretty much say good luck, right? I mean, that's that's really the down and dirty of it, probably across the nation. Now, there's probably several departments that go above and beyond and teach a little bit more of how to interact with students, how to talk to them. But I can tell you that there is quite a bit of a culture shock when they come in and they say, well, I was a parent, you know, I'm, I am a parent, but my kids are grown, and I didn't experience this from, chi- from children or school-aged children I didn't experience this 25, 30 years ago, right? It's a whole different thing when you have cell phones that, you know, you do something incorrect, all of a sudden you're going to end up on YouTube or Facebook just like that, right? You don't have control of the situation. It can get really bad really quickly. So um, I think those are the things that this is why we want to lean on people like yourselves to teach us what we should be doing and really listen and, and learn it and try and implement it so that we can have successful rides on the school bus. I mean, bus drivers are the first people that students are seeing from the very beginning of the day. And you have no idea what situation students are coming from. It could have been, you know, their parents were fighting in the morning, or maybe they didn't get breakfast because they woke up late. Maybe they're not feeling well. Well, that bus driver can be the first person that can smile and say, good morning, Jason. It's great to see you. I love your D-backs hat. Are you a Diamondbacks fan? Oh, Chad, what does RWC stand for? Thanks for being here. Happy Friday. Any plans this weekend? We all know that humans are social creatures and how important it is to build those relationships and have a relationship with the student and the driver is totally possible. Sure. Man, now I wish I would have rode a bus growing up. That sounds great. <laughs> and we have a lot of we have a lot of people that really do it and believe it, right? We turn we handed in um, even in this COVID, you know, we only went to school what two and a half months, but we still had out of seventy seven routes, we had over five thousand tickets that were turned in, which means that interaction was happening between a student and driver 
over you know those that that course of time. So on a, in a normal year, that's only going to grow even more. So, um, Jenna, can you talk a little bit about just the communication piece? Like, how did we tie in? communications and what you're doing as far as like newsletters that go out to administrators at the school sites to let us know what we're doing. And then just a little bit about the video and kind of, um, we're not going to, we're not obviously not going to show it here because we're recording, but, um, I'll probably link a, you know, a link to the video that we did to teach students the expectations. That video even won an award. It won the PBIS AZ award. Yeah, the video is amazing. Um, I hope you guys get to watch it. Uh, we wanted to really be able to model how um, you could give a ticket and how you could greet students on the bus. And we were very lucky that we had a summer school program happening. And so the students actually wrote the scripts that we had some middle schoolers um, and they are the actors in our video as well. And we had a great bus driver there and it just really goes over all of our BUS expectations and ways that you can reinforce them. It's a it's a really good video. I mean, it, and we're fortunate to have a videographer here on site, so um, I think that's where it was really an extra piece for us, right? That might be a little bit of a struggle for some departments or school districts that don't have somebody like that. But honestly, I would probably look at like reaching into, um, you know, maybe the local high school or something. They probably have some sort of videographer class that they could probably use as like a you know, uh, a class assignment or, um, you know, something along those lines, maybe just a little like volunteer, but it really helps with not just like really just putting a, a very short, simple video in front of students in every homeroom class at the beginning of the year to demonstrate this is what should be happening on the bus, right? We have big 11 by 17 laminated um, signage that's inside the school bus that shows all the expectations, but when you think about kinders and first, they probably can't read all of it, but they can see somebody, you know, sitting in a seat and putting their seatbelt on. They can demonstrate um, that understanding and that behavior. And I think it was great, too, to show the video like you gave the example of for a field trip. So if kinder or first, so students that don't even ride the bus every day, but maybe go, going on a special trip this way, they knew what the expectations were in a quick, easy, short way. And it was easy for teachers to just hit play and share with their classroom. Yeah, yeah so we, we had the district video and, and that's nice because that's, that's something we can show year after year, right? Um, we also have our district newsletter with uh, PBIS information that we include and we typically send every month and that goes to um, building administrators. So principals, assistant principals, as well as um, teachers and counselors. So a wide variety of positions that support PBIS at the school level. And uh, pretty much every month we had a section on PBIS on the bus. So we were setting expectations for, for schools as well. Like here's the information and here's how you can support this program on uh, the bus. Um, here's some data on how many tickets are being passed out. Here's some pictures of our last training just to kind of keep it alive so they understand when students come on campus and they have a BUS ticket, you know, what do, what do I do as an administrator? How can I support the student with the incentives that we have on campus? So sure. we really yeah. wanted to make sure there was a, a um, you know, ongoing communication so, so schools knew how to support PBIS on the bus as well, not just in the schools. 
So I think one of the things that, um, you know, was important as we started setting this up was really just what kind of data we're going to get out of this. Um, you know, you can give out so many tickets or you can print so many tickets. And when your box is empty, it's like, well, okay, they all got handed out. But how do you know, how do you know that the driver's not just taking a stack and throwing them in the trash? Or how do you know that they're actually being meaningfully handed out to a student? So, that was one of the real primary focuses that we were trying to, to understand the direct correlation of negative behaviors that were happening before we implemented this to now looking back a couple years later to seeing our level one behaviors kind of drastically going down, right? Um, and when we started, we had our our bits, our behavior intervention teacher specialists that were at the schools that were going out to every school and recording the ticket that was handed out to a student every month, right? They're logging it in a Google sheet. So that's a lot of work for, you know, four or five individuals to hit every school and log all this information. This is why we went to the two-part ticket. Now the student gets to keep the bigger side of the ticket. The driver is now responsible for the small side of the ticket, and they return it back to us here in the department. And we have um, one of our office staff go ahead and log that information. The nice piece is that we're looking at specifics behind the B, the U, and the S, and we can have monthly kind of dedicated campaigns around either hand out a meaningful ticket for being responsible or hand out a meaningful ticket this week for using respect. And we can start to identify and make sure that drivers are doing what they're being trained to do, right? If we see people that aren't doing handing out any tickets, that's probably a conversation that we want to bring people in and say, what's the deal here? Why aren't you doing it, right? So we'll get explanations like, I, well, I don't have any problems with my bus, so I just, I'm not going to do it. What would you say to somebody that says something like that? Well, I would say PBIS is a, a is really focusing on the proactive. So you are implementing it before their problem behavior occurs. So um, even if there aren't as many behavior problems, you want to be as consistent um, as possible. And that creates that sense of um, safety for kids on the bus. So they know exactly what's expected of them at all times. And um, everybody responds well to the positive. I mean, like, like Sharon said, we as humans respond well to positive reinforcement. I mean, when you go out into the community, when you go out to Walmart, and you see those greeters that smile at you and, and, and greet you, you know, studies have shown that that actually, um, helps people, it helps people in the business having that, you know, what we call the five to one positive um, to negative ratio where businesses found if, if I focus on giving five compliments or, or noticing what my, the um, individuals in my business are doing well, and then providing one negative or one feedback, actually um, the amount of work and work production went up. So I think it's, it's really about yeah. what you do proactively to keep that that consistent and safe and positive culture. Definitely. And I, and I'll add that, you know, when we're, when we go kind of going back to the data piece, we had, we use a, a program called bus, uh, bus conduct, which is a basically a place for drivers to log referrals and, and does a lot of really cool information. And I, I'm hoping to get um, the company on to talk about their program as well. Um, but we were able to pull out a lot of data before PBIS rolled out 
and understand that we were having probably in the 1600 to 2000 conversation, either a warning or a level one referral that was being written up for some type of behavior that could have been addressed by our matrix of expectations on the school bus. In year two, those incidents went down by almost 30%. Our level ones went down about 100 referrals, but we, you know, again, we're learning, we're teaching staff that they need this, that this is a good thing, but you could drastically see the numbers start to come down. Obviously, COVID came in um, this last year and really skewed numbers for the 1920 and the 2021 school year. So it's really not apples to apples comparison, but it's also given us a lot of time to continue to teach and train whether our staff was at home. We were using Zoom um, to connect with drivers and we've done uh, a lot of additional training um, with Jenna and, and Sharon and their team to get drivers to understand what they were, you know, what, why we're doing this, right? I think one of the things is that, um, and both Jenna and Sharon can can kind of speak to this also, there's, there's a, so much turnover in our department. And so how do we continue to let people know that this isn't going away just because half the group is no longer here that initially got trained? So how do we teach new staff and how do we make sure that existing staff can continue growth in the program? Do you guys want to talk to that a little bit? That was a lot. Yeah. It was a mouthful you just said. No, I think that's important because anytime you implement anything, and especially in education, we get that out like, oh, this is the shiny new program or curriculum. It, you know, it's going to be out the window in a few years. And that's, I think, one of the wonderful things about PBIS. It hasn't gone away. And, it, and, and in fact, you know, it's been around for 30 years and we're seeing more and more districts and states and even countries um, implementing PBIS. So um, one thing we focused on this year is how can we create the information um, so that it's evergreen, meaning, you know, it doesn't matter what year, um, you know, or when bus drivers come, whether they come in August at the beginning of the year or December or March, they can watch a training and get that information. Um, so we have a program in our district called Schoology where we can um, put trainings and information online and then bus drivers can receive credit for that. So they can get on, they can take the training, you know, in their living room um, at any time they want to and, you know, watch the video, hear the information, do some um, exercises, pull up a document and, you know, it's not the same as being in person, but it definitely gives us something consistent to get in front of drivers. That's, and it helps with just accessibility, I think. So we've got that. But then we also think we're looking forward to getting back face-to-face um, -face with drivers. It's, it's a lot of fun to do training when we can model right in front of them, where we can, um, you know, have them get up and, and practice with each other about what does that positive interaction look like? What does it sound like? How do you give that kind of corrective feedback instead of saying, no, don't stop? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think I think the um, online trainings are awesome, but I think I think you definitely need both. I think um, Jenna just had a good part, too, that drivers are really worried about when are they going to give this ticket, right? They're driving the bus, they're having bus stops, they have behaviors, all these different things are happening on the bus. So we really had to 
get their feedback and hear their voice. Like, when is it possible to do this at bus stops? When you get to your final location, before you even pull away from the bus stop, making sure every student has their seatbelt on um, and making sure that we're not just handing out stacks of tickets. So that was a big piece that we wanted to ensure that drivers knew how to how to do this and when they could do it, setting those expectations. Yeah, and I, I think rolling in kind of to the other piece of that is that, you know, we're, we don't have high school students here, and so, you know, we see elementary students that really grasp it and, and want those tickets, but the middle school students seem to be like, nah, it's just a piece of paper. So it becomes disheartening to the driver when all of a sudden they hand, they go to make the connection. They hand it out to the student and find it on the ground after the kids are off the bus, right? So we found a need or have had several drivers say, hey, there needs to be a reward, kind of a reward-based system on the bus, right? Not taking the ticket and giving them an opportunity to redeem it at the school, doing something here on the bus. And so we are going to be rolling out a pilot here in the next year, uh, upcoming in the, the fall of this next school year, to try and implement some sort of either menu system of you know kind of like we were talking about earlier chucky e. cheese or peter piper right my kids get they earn 10 tickets from the ski ball and they want to go redeem 10 tickets at the store so what does the store look like on the bus it could look like sitting with your friend it could be getting off the bus first it could be um, sitting at the back of the bus like chad likes to do um, it could be helping count students as they get on and off the bus, um, a variety of things. And we actually met with administrators the other day, and there were some really other, some cool ideas, right? Things that we hadn't even thought about, like maybe if my kids do so well on the bus um, for the whole month and we fill a bag full of, you know, like a freezer bag full of PBIS tickets, somebody shaves their head or drinks a bottle of hot sauce or something along those lines. Like they want to see those types of things. And I think it was really good feedback that we got from the administrators at the school because they do queer quirky stuff, things that we'd be like, I'm not shaving my head, but kids like eat that up. Right. Because they're, they're seeing that, that person in the campus that is, you know, their role model, right. For the most part, right. They like, I'll use Jesse as an example Everybody loves Jesse, but, you know, if for him to be out there playing basketball or doing something along those lines or whatever that looks like, the kids are going to, like, laugh and have a good time. Be like, yeah, we're going to all team up and we're going to do something collectively together. So um, maybe that's, you know, buying a case of Otter Pops for your kids to reward them at the end of the month or the end of the quarter or something along those lines. But it's taking ownership back onto the transportation department so that you're not – requiring schools to look into or reward the ticket depending on what that might look like, right? Some schools do, they just get their name read over announcements or some actually have a store, some get front front of the lunch line, take, you know, um, passes or something like that. So it's not a one size fits all model. So we're going to be looking into something that looks something like that, like a menu uh, a menu of options that they can reward on the bus. I have a suggestion. Sure. The the bus that does the best all year, like wins like the, the entire school year, they get an international bus ride on the next year, so they'll be more comfortable, <laughs> more pleasant to ride. Is that donated per R R W C and I C bus? No, nah, I didn't think so. I'll put like fifty bucks towards it. That's <laughs> it. 
I think RWC should donate something to uh, to our initiative here. That's a good idea. Swag. Oh. swag. <laughs> Are we cutting out, Chad? It took me a year to get this hat. <laughs> was it used? Because so it looks used. I, I found it. So, Chad, you gave me a good idea. I think once we get to so many tickets, maybe we can do something to Jason. Like we could slime Jason or have him shave his beard. Um, Because, sure. you know, that COVID beard. I don't know. It's, it's certainly possible. It's certainly possible. I, I support that 100% as long as I'm involved or there to witness it. Certainly Maybe possible. we can make it live, like we can do it on here, and everybody can watch you get slimed. I'm, I'm, in, I'm into it. All right. The kids don't good. know me though. Only only the pink bus kids that I used to drive. Yeah, well, it, if, I don't know. If this is necessarily for the kids or all the drivers and myself. True, and I, that's a valid point too. You know, because the drivers are getting rewarded, right? We, you know, we talked about that. They're turning in their small ticket, and it's being collected. That goes into a drawing we just drew for several gift cards and t-shirts and a whole bunch of stuff here at the end of the year to reward drivers at the same time for doing what they should, you know, what we've asked them and trained them to do. So um, can we, let's just talk a little bit about initial planning and maybe some things that we learn from this and what we, you know, maybe some people can take away like what not, not necessarily what not to do, but who to include in that initial planning that we maybe didn't include. Yeah, I think that first piece is really collaborating across departments. And we really spend a lot of time on that bus matrix. Like you have to make sure the wording is right on your bus matrix. We included that also in our, um, what is it called? The discipline handbook? Our discipline handbook. Because when we, we opened up our handbook, it was like, no, don't do this. Stop doing that. And No was, gum, no standing, <laughs> no shouting. It was not PBIS friendly. Um, we also really phased out the level of support over time. So start small, I think was our really big piece. Even with our bus drivers, we started with just handing out one ticket, one positive interaction a day. Like, come on, everybody can do at least one and you can go from there. Um, but we were, some pieces that we learned too, is that we were missing some school representat representation. So I think that was what Jason um, and Jenna were referring to when we did talk to some principals and they gave us some wonderful ideas. Um, so I think continuing that, um, adding that student voice in the bus video was amazing. And Jenna and I went on bus ride alongs. So that was you important sure for bus drivers to see us riding along and talking to students. Have you ever received a bus ticket? What did you receive it for? And some we even asked some simple questions like, uh, do, you, do you like your bus driver? Um, does your bus Do you driver think your like bus driver likes you? Does your bus driver call you by your name? What motivates you? What would you like to receive on the bus for positive behavior? Uh, yeah, we got some. And that was like, what, February? That was right, it was before, COVID. right before COVID. We were like, oh, can't wait to come back from spring break and continue our yeah. ride along. So no, we didn't have that. <laughs> we incentives too that they would want. And it was so wide range. Some of them just wanted an apple. That made us think, like, man, some kids just basic needs. Seriously. Sure. I mean, other ones wanted a Nintendo Switch, which we were like, that's not really feasible. But it was interesting the range that of incentives that students would like. Did, did you guys get a ticket while you're on the bus, or did you not get a ticket? No. And I really, you know, Jason's mm -hmm. never really given me a ticket or a cookie or any positive incentive. So we still have to train Jason on PBIS. Or you need to improve your behavior. I, I like very well. Chad's at. I was... 
She's speechless. He keeps asking me for Sprouts chocolate chip cookies, and I don't know. Like, what about me? What do I get out of this? That's true. I'm like the bus driver. What about me? Um, I think we already hit on the high turnover is a big piece. Um, but you did, Jason, I don't know if you want to speak to this, connect it to uh, bus drivers evaluations, right? In yeah. some way. Yeah. So we have, uh, our district does uh, a fairly big evaluation process where we have 33 identifiers that go through um, and we identified a couple different sections where uh, I think engagement of in the work of the district and uh, a couple other areas where we we could use the data of how many tickets that they actually turned in um, to count and say if you were over you know 150 tickets then you were in the excelling or highly effective category of of what we've asked you to do um, where some that didn't get anything might get you know uh, ineffective or developing in that category so. Um, our evaluation process, uh, we don't do anything really here by um, higher date or seniority. So it's all based on their annual evaluation score that they get, which plays into a factor of a lot of other things, um, safety scorecards and um, driving metrics, uh, attendance, a variety of things. So we wanted to make this be another piece that really counted for something and not just we're telling you to do this, you need to go do it and then find that nobody's doing it, right? We want we want to make sure that this is going to continue, um, you know, and it's it's not going away, right? We're only going to get better year after year. Right. That buy-in is really important and it takes time, just like in the schools where, you know, anytime you're implementing something new, you know, it typically takes three to five years. So this is we're in our what going on our third year of implementation. Yep. So, yeah, and I and, and like you said, starting small, right? We're still kind of in that starting small phase, right? If it's, it may not be one ticket anymore. It might be five tickets per route, or you know, ten tickets per week, or something like that. That we're still manageable. It doesn't feel on this grand scale, but we're also giving staff an opportunity to still make meaningful connections because we don't want them just. Here you go. Here you go. Here, you, you know, as the kid's getting off the bus and it just becomes this, it doesn't mean anything. It's just, I, I get a ticket because my driver told me I get one. So, um, you know, it's definitely interesting to see because we've, we've seen some buses that, um, you know, what we would call challenging routes. Uh, we've seen them get turned around uh, quite a bit, you know, because drivers have taken it, owned it. Uh, especially new drivers who have been trained uh, as they come in so they don't have the bad habits that we have to break, right? They're taking these, um, all the tools that we've kind of given them for their tool belt and they go out there and make it happen. And I think kids are eager to, to learn and earn and, you know, make that connection with the driver because like you guys said, they are the first person that they see in the morning and the last one that they see in the afternoon. So um, pretty good, pretty good stuff. All right. Well, uh, any final thoughts, Chad? What do you think about PBS so far? I think, what you've heard? I think there's a lot of acronyms involved in it. I've written them all down. I'm trying to track them here. What'd you write but, down? I'd like to. Well, I got BUS. Uh huh. Right? Do know, you remember what Jason told you it stood for? Bus. I've got <laughs> BIT. 
S? Did you bits? say bits yeah. or did I mishear you? Okay, bit. Those are okay. those are teacher or teacher specialists. Yeah, right. behavior intervention teacher specialist. That's all I got. Do you remember what B and bus stands for? So what I've learned today is that <laughs> this is he's re- pretty, redirecting. I, I, be responsible, Chad. Be responsible by listening to the information that we gave you in this last 45 minutes. Wow. Nice, Jason. Well, my pen quit writing when I got okay. Yeah. I went dead. I had to sharpen my pen. Um, <laughs> no, no, it, no, I think it's a, it's, it's a pretty neat program, and especially coming from someone who hasn't ridden a bus. My kids, uh, yeah, I guess my older ones did ride, but they didn't have any experiences like that. They were in Oklahoma. And my youngest one is moving out here. He'll be riding a bus this year for the first time. So, you know, it's, uh, I don't have a lot of, and then I've never driven a bus with kids on it or anything like that. So it seems like a great program. I didn't realize that it was in the schools, nor did I realize it was 30 years old. So then I was doing the math going, man, they must have implemented that in the schools like shortly after I got out of school. They're like, we need something different. There's other stuff not working. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't even know what to say. I, I've been sitting there listening, thinking this is a great little program versus just get on the bus, sit down, shut up, turn your music off, be quiet, don't touch the kid next to you. Like rewarding these kids for this experience because it's, I said all along, I, w- I couldn't be a bus driver. I don't have the patience. I don't, I don't, I couldn't deal with those kids. But then I'm saying, listen to this. I'm like, well, the program like this would make it a lot easier for a bus driver. You know, sure. I mean, just, and the kids would enjoy the trip a lot better because there are probably very few kids want to get on a school bus and ride for, I don't know, what's your longest route, Jason? Mm, 45 minutes, hour, an hour? hour 20 down to Maricopa. So, wow. yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a good long route, right? And those are, those are the things like, you know, you, you think you're spending two, you know, two to two and a half hours with, a, you know, with a student um, every day, you're going to learn, especially the ones that are going to give you a run for your money. And that's really where you should be focusing most of this type of trend. Like you want to, you don't want to focus it directly on the, the bad behavior kids, but you want to, you want to reward the kids that are doing what they're supposed to be doing. So that way. The kids that are giving you a handful, you're telling, you know, they're seeing, well, Susie comes in and sits down on the bus and puts her seatbelt on. She gets a reward for that. I want a reward for that. Why don't I get a reward for that? Right? So if they come in, sit down, put their seatbelt on, now they're also being rewarded at the same time. Right? So um, there's a lot that goes into us, uh, into this. It, it's a lot of, there is a lot of training. I mean, we've spent probably... What do you think? 15, at least 15 hours um, training staff. And then, you know, again, that piece of, well, half our staff is gone between now and last, you know, the last three years. So kind of starting over, but kind of still trying to keep that momentum going, um, you know, can be kind of difficult. I can see where not just the kids, but the drivers, like to teach the drivers how to acts and and treat kids and and respond and i mean i think it'd be huge for the drivers as well especially a new driver that's you know they're not familiar with it or even an older one that has the bad habits yeah your your veterans your veterans are the the toughest ones because they're the ones that have the they're the ones that are going to be the hardest to break right 
they're so used to saying, hey, don't do that. Keep your hands to yourself. You know, don't don't yell. Who's yelling? Why are you doing, you know, just getting mad and, and frustrated when they should be, ta- they should be the first ones to be taking this and saying, thank you. Finally, a program that I can use to curb and and relearn behaviors on the bus right every year we have an opportunity to kind of start fresh with a new group of kids so um and really you should be treating every day as a new day right i think uh jenna's you know kind of talked about that a little bit in some of our trainings that don't hold grudges from the day before let's just reset refocus and you know kind of treat every day as a new day i think again see i couldn't be a bus driver i'd be holding a grudge hard that kid's a jerk. Yeah. We have a another acronym that's a good one too. It's called Q-tip that we say oftentimes with teachers, and it's quit taking it personal. Okay, hold on. Sometimes that's quit you got to write that personal. one down. I like that. You know, quit taking it personal. Yeah, we're all emotional beings, and and we're dealing with students that, like Sharon said, maybe experiencing something at home we have no idea, and sometimes unintentionally they may take it out on us or they may get to the point where they become overly escalated and and don't know how to deal with some of those heavy emotions. And sometimes when something happens, you know, Sharon gets on the bus and I greet her and say, good morning. And she's had a horrible morning and she may kind of project it on me and say, I don't want to talk. Right. And instead of saying, all right, well, just, Hey, remember that, that strategy that we talked about the other day, you like that special spot in the seat, go ahead and sit there raise your hand, that special signal we talked about. If you need some help, I'm here to support you. That would be a good way to kind of keep the relationship intact. I'm meeting her with empathy and respect. I'm still being kind and firm. You know, now that, oh, we don't come on and yell. You you shouldn't be disrespectful with me. If you do that again, I'm going to write you up. And, you know, probably after that, I'm just kind of inviting a power struggle with with Sharon. And I would never want to get into a power struggle with Sharon, by the way, so. I would be all about power struggles if I was a bus driver. <laughs> I'm just saying I would. I'd be. I'm going to win. <laughs> so, so Q-tip, quit taking. It. How many? How many other acronyms you guys have? Probably, oh gosh, there's, there's so many, many in education. Yeah. There's so many. We're known. We're known for that. It's bad. Too detrimental. But, you know, uh, though, Jason, I think you should ask people their positive uh, bus I memory. Th- I think what so. Yeah. Kids, yours. What would be what mine? Yeah. Uh, well, should I say that I made those two up that I shared the other day? <gasps> no, <laughs> I was you actually, I was actually I bullied on the bus. Uh, had a, there was, I, like I think I was in spot. second or third grade and there was a sixth grader that was bullying me on the school bus. Yeah. So, but that's, uh, that's, that's, your positive? that's not my pause. I'm saying I made, I made them up the, the two that, um, that I shared at our, <laughs> our presentation, but. They wouldn't know, right? It's all good. I think my my favorite like memories on the bus is really just connecting with kids and driving. I mean, that's I, I never would have thought that I was going to be doing this and be in this type of industry. And and you know, th- there are challenges. I can tell you that I've taken it personal when kids are you know pushing me to the limits. Um, you know, but I also try to look beyond that and try and. Um, you know, make that connection with them and, and understand and empathize with what they're going through. So that way, you know, we, I know that we're getting them to their education. I know that we're getting them into a better environment than what they might be at home. So um, those are 
those are my happy memories, I guess, if you will. Those those chances that I get to go out and drive when I when I get to. So. Oh, I thought you meant like positive, like when you were a kid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't have any. The bus was <laughs> hot. The bus was hot. Yeah, it was because that was my. She was. I wanted to. We wanted to be on her bus. I. We had a mean bus driver. Her name was Nadine. She was mean, super mean. She was like, like the cartoon witch of bus drivers so, that name sounds like a mean yeah person. she was just mean. i mean you, you talk about like you sit down and we call it brow beating you look in the mirror and you you know beat them with your brow back into the seat so mm-hmm. yeah like the stink guy mm-hmm, exactly so but uh i doubt nadine's listening to this so <laughs> you better hope she's not She's getting some some constructive feedback. Yeah, on how she yeah, and I still remember, right? I mean, that was a, that was twenty five, thirty years ago. Tip. So you know, I Q-tip, still, maybe. yeah, Houston, Jason, that you still remember that from yeah. twenty five years ago. The way yeah. we treat each other, mm-hmm. people remember, sure. including bus drivers and students. I mean, I remember when we'd go on field trips. It was usually one of the guys from the bus bar and one of the mechanics. That or you know the uh, groundskeepers slash bus bar and slash bus driver, they're usually the ones that drive, and they're grumpy old men. But I mean, we ignored them. I mean, I sat in the back; I couldn't hear what they said anyway. But I mean, I don't know. They say, I think so. A positive. I remember going to a vocal thing in Guyman, Oklahoma, one time, and one of the like best memories I have is we went to like Kmart in between, like in between whatever you call it, when we sing. And I lip sing, by the way. But um, I remember buying, like, cassette tape of a uh, of a band. I think it was uh, I think it was a Twisted Sister cassette tape, and I put, put it in my Walkman, and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. That was, like, my best bus trip ever awesome. that I can remember. <laughs> Twisted Sister and an old Twisted cassette. Sister. Kids yeah. don't even know what cassettes are anymore. Yeah. I know you're really aging yourself here, Chad. You went to Kmart, a cassette tape, a Walkman, Twisted Sister. I mean, there were all sorts of references there. I made that story up. <laughs> all. <of it. laughs> I could tell you were because your eyes, you were going up, yeah. like looking. <laughs> well, again, like I said, thank you for being on here. Um, maybe we can reconvene and talk a little bit more about uh, the 30-year history of where PBIS came from and the the you know, science behind it for those that might want to listen to, uh, to that show. But other than that, ladies, thank you. It's been great. Thanks Um, for having us. Appreciate it. Have a good good weekend and, uh, enjoy your summer. If I don't see you, I'm sure I'll see you, but if I don't hope you get out and get a little vacation. So thanks everybody for chiming in, tuning in. And, uh, I think our next, uh, couple episodes are going to be up in TAA and Flagstaff in a week and a half. So, um, looking forward to getting up out of the heat. It's going to be 117 on Tuesday. Woof. Hot. I'm doing, can, I, can I drive the bus again? Can I? You come drive the bus anytime that you want. Guess what? We're hiring. So, we'll just get you a license. And the pay increase, yeah. too. Yeah, we're Back almost. More money as a bus driver. Almost, almost. So, anyways, uh, take care, everybody, and uh, stay cool and enjoy your summer. Thank you. Till we see you again. Q-tip, everybody. Q-tip. Bye. See you. You've been listening to Hey Bus Driver. Thanks for being part of our community. If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. 
The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver, signing off. <laughs>